Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Here we go, Barflies. Welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. As of right now, as you can see, there's some people in the chat. So what are we waiting for? And blah, blah, blah. Um, it's a two-man show for now. Myself and Jordan, who I definitely wanted Jordan here for all of, all of his insight. Uh, today we are doing a... Chicago Bears mock draft. The draft is a week and a half away, two weeks away, something like that. So uh, try to get Barflies um, more ready for the draft by knowing some of the prospects, knowing where the Bears might go, where we'd like to see them go. We're just going to do a three-round draft because we will be live that Sunday before the fourth round kicks off. I believe that's how they do it. So we're gonna do a three-round mock draft and talk about some of the prospects. But good morning, Jordan. How you doing today, man? I I, uh, I got a feeling you kind of like this start time a little better out there in the West Coast, huh? AC, I love it. I love it. It's uh, it's nice to be able to get up at you know a little later and start at nine in the morning and not you know up at six. Be be good starting by seven here in the West Coast. But uh, appreciate you having me. It's always fun. I'm looking forward to doing this and uh, chat. Thanks for tuning in. I see we got Crane Wolfong, Swifty, the Heart Foundation, Jeremy Skokes. We got a Good start here, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to talk uh, draft prospects and how the Bears can best improve themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, first and foremost, if anyone follows us on Twitter, everyone knows I'm a Kentucky fan, and Will Levis is the best quarterback prospects we've had here since Tim Couch. I think he's better than we had with Tim Couch, to be completely honest. And he's just getting dragged through the media. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to start off with this, but I wanted to go ahead and get this off our chest because I feel like he is, if not the best quarterback in this draft, he is the second or third best tops. And um, I've seen a lot of love for Anthony Richards, all, all, Anthony Richardson all of a sudden. Uh, if you go back and watch him actually play, he's uber athletic. But in my opinion, he does not have an NFL arm um we'll see how it goes with whoever takes a chance on him but to me a lot that will levis is getting dragged for and what i think he has going for him 
He's got two years in NFL NFL offense. He spent a year with Liam Cohen, and then Liam went to the Rams, and they brought in Rich Scangarello from the 49ers. This year didn't go as planned with that NFL-style offense. But a lot of quarterbacks, when they come into the NFL, they struggle with the verbiage of the play calling in the NFL, and he's already got two years where he knows what they're calling pretty much. And that Liam Cohen offense obviously comes from Sean McVay, which is taking the NFL by storm. So he already knows a lot of these things and he is very confident. Don't get me wrong. When he went to the combine, they said, why are you throwing? And he literally said, well, I got a cannon. Why wouldn't I show it off? And apparently he's been that same kind of guy. He's that he's the same guy in person as he is behind closed doors. You're not getting a different version of Will Levis, depending on when you talk to him. And they're saying, at least I listen to KSR, Kentucky Sports Radio, and Matt Jones has a lot of connections in the NFL from his NFL show that he does on Sundays now for ESPN Radio. And they kind of said that when Levis was in those meetings with the teams, he kind of came off as cocky or arrogant which, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what he shows you, you know, outside of those meeting rooms. So I, I don't know if that's hurt his draft stock or what, um, but what I see, what I saw every Saturday was a guy who put everything on the line regardless of who he was playing with or, or what was going on. I watched this man get a separated shoulder, go to the back, get a shot, and come right back out. And he said after the game, he was like, well, it's not, it wasn't my throwing shoulder, so I'm not worried about it. Like, that's the kind of guy you're getting. And I am biased, don't get me wrong, as a Kentucky fan, but I feel like that's the kind of guy I want leading my team. But, uh, Jordan, you're more of an X's and O's guys, and I know you have um, ideas or thoughts on this prospect as well, if, you, if you'd like to share your insight um, as, a, as a non-Kentucky fan. You know, yeah, that's the of course, thing. no. Allow me to allow me to wax poetically, AC, because I appreciate that you and I have been talking in DMs just about how frustrated I am with what I call the the besmirching or dragging of Will Levis right now in uh, draft media. And I mean, look, everybody, you know, you have players that rise and fall. Quentin Johnston, for example, wide receiver TCU is another guy right now that seems to just have his stock cooling. But and Creighton, it's so funny. I don't know. Craig, I'm obviously kidding here, Creighton. I'm sure you you haven't seen my stuff, but I've been calling. Will Levis, his best comp uh, to me, Jay Cutler, and it's been going since December or January when I really kind of broke down a lot of his film um, over the past two years. To me, and, and just for for you know clarification and posterity's sake, AC, I have Levis uh, put out my top five uh, positional rankings for the entire class uh, yesterday on Twitter. I have Will Levis as my fourth quarterback, uh, but. You know, again, you can read a top five list and see Levis at fourth and go, oh, okay, so he's not that high on him. And I also don't think the world is a zero-sum game. If it means that I have a person higher, it doesn't mean that I dislike the guy below them. Um, to me, quite honestly, and I, I talking to Swifty, who's also in the chat about this yesterday, is Levis to me represents a player that, I'm not kidding, I'm about as close to a coin flip between him and Richardson as it gets. I certainly, I think the reason I lean Richardson, and I think this is part of the reason why Levis is getting dragged a bit, is that there just happens to be a better athlete than him in the draft. If Richardson mm -hmm. wasn't here, he would look like the most amazing, you know, wow, he's fast and he's big and he's strong and he's got a rocket arm. And it just happens to be that situation where he's got Richardson next to him. 
um, and gets outshined a little bit. And I see Creighton saying he doesn't have a Levis on his draft board. That's fine. Um, and I'm not here to change minds. You, you can feel how you want to feel, but I also am here just here to present the facts. And you've already started off great, AC, with the fact that it's so important to understand nuance in this conversation when you're talking about Will Levis, who had an NFL-quality offensive coordinator and Liam Cohen, mixed mm-hmm. with a solid receiving core, a solid offensive line around him. Uh, nobody wants – you know, it's funny, AC. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that, you know, he lost Wandale Robinson, his starting receiver, second-round pick. And then lost Darian Kennard, lost Luke Fortner, lost Fedarian Lowe. Um, you could probably even speak to him more than me. Did he not lose, I think, four out of the five offensive linemen last year? He lost both tackles and the center. And they moved a they, – they had a redshirt freshman starting at guard. Um, they, ha- they moved a guy from guard into the center position this year. It was his first time ever playing the position. Losing Wandell was really big because he was the safety blanket um that first year and then they brought in they're good they're good uh freshmen um dane key from right here in lexington and barry and brown who they actually beat out tennessee for he's from tennessee he's a speedy receiver uh had a couple of punt returns this year and stuff but they're freshmen you know it's their first time playing in big time games and on top of that they were coming from learning high school play callers to scangarello who he didn't change anything when he came he tried to, and even, even other to, yeah, assistants to that Kentucky tape on. Yeah. I, I don't think, I mean, AC, I know you could talk and I'll let you talk about this. I almost want mm-hmm. to put the Kentucky tape on because everybody wants to talk about, and I mean, God, we haven't even talked about the fact that his ankle was bum and he was on a bad foot and he was having to get shots at the tour doll or whatever else in his ankle just to come out and play. And that you talking about the separated shoulder. And I think that was a Mississippi game where he had a couple fumbles and he's over here just driving it into people. And you can say that that's that rah, rah, or he's too much of a meathead. But to me, it's exactly what you're talking about is I'm looking at a quarterback that goes out there and lays it on the line every mm-hmm. single play, regardless. And, you know, here's the thing. Bum bum foot, still playing. Bad shoulder, right. still playing. Chips are down. Don't have the players around him that he used to. Not complaining. Scangarello, and this is where I want you to talk about it, because, I mean, God, you were in that stadium watching it. That offense was horrendous. And I'm trying to be yeah. generous here, but it was no, unoriginal. Hey, we said the same thing here. We were ready to fire Scangarello midway through the season. And, and I don't want to give hate on Scangarello, because what he was trying to do, he – he was coming from an NFL system, and he had a guy at quarterback who had been in NFL in an NFL system. He was kind of expecting him to be able to do it, but the biggest issue were those freshman receivers not knowing they they came from high school. You know what I'm saying? These are guys that are probably running, especially Barry and Brown with his speed. He was probably running go routes and and screens. I don't know. I've never looked at the tape from high school, but I'm just assuming with his speed, that's what they were doing with him. And uh, they just – they even said it. They said, we're not understanding what you're asking us to do. And it was a real issue all the way through the year. And on top of that, when Levis started having the injuries pile up, they told him, you're not running anymore. They told him that. If you go back and look at the tape, there's times, especially against Tennessee, that they play a shell defense. The defense knew he wasn't running. He had 20 – 30 yards in front of him where he could have took off and ran, but they were literally telling him, do not run. You're not running. So that hurt his stock too for a guy who ran for nine touchdowns the year before, you know what I mean? That you're taking away half of his game. And to to me, AC, I think, and, and, you know, back to a little bit of the conversation of where does he slot in, in the draft? 
like I said, I truly mean it. And yes, give, go ahead and sign me up for Richardson as the the ultra intriguing prospect. And if you really put my gun to my head, I'll say, yeah, I'll take I'll take a chance on him before I take a chance on Levis. And some of that's age and everything else. But to me, I don't look at Will Levis as some consolation prize if you're an NFL team. I, I mean, it, we, we haven't really talked a ton about this, and it's never going to happen. But I would kill to find a way to the Rams to move up and find a way to Levis. Like, let's say uh-huh. Levis falls to the 20s or something, and all of a sudden you have the scenario where the Rams can let sneak and jump up and go get Levis, and he can become the heir apparent to Matt Stafford. Like, get him in a West Coast offense with a quality offensive coordinator who understands how to coordinate an offense. And this is the thing about Levis. I know you know this, AC, from him playing at Kentucky. But the entire premise here is, Will, I just need you to keep the play on schedule and then use your athletic ability so that if it all goes to shit, then pull it, pull it down and run for another 10 to 12. Maybe you're so athletic, maybe you'll pull a spin move, maybe you'll truck somebody and we'll get 20. And if you find that alert route that's open and it's, you know, far hash, you have the rocket arm to do that. Like that to me is the primary ideal scenario for Will Levis. And I mean, it's in division. I know we wouldn't want to see this, but don't be surprised if you see somebody like the Vikings come up and grab him. You've already got the connection there with Kevin O'Connell, who used to work with Liam Cohen at the Rams when they were both there. They're looking for an off-ramp past Kirk Cousins. Would not shock me to see somebody like the Vikings come up and take him. And at this point, again, I'm not telling you he's the best quarterback, but if you're not considering him in the top you know, 10-ish picks, I'm considering it plus value for a player that absolutely has every tool in the box to to sit there and be a quality starter for you akin to a Jay Cutler or Ryan Tannehill type player. And, and I don't want to be taken wrong as I don't like Richardson, but these guys went head to head in the swamp yep. and one of them came out on top. And yeah, Richardson had an awful game. Jordan Wright picked. He did throw a touchdown in that game. Unfortunately, it was to our defensive back at Kentucky. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are people that are saying the Bucks might like him. I, I worry about – like I wanted uh, – oh, who's the Buccaneers head coach? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. I wanted Todd Bowles in Chicago. I like Todd Bowles a lot. But once he was given the reins there in Tampa, it just hasn't worked out for him. And I don't know if him being in charge is the perfect fit for Levis. Honestly – I'd like to see him in Indianapolis. Uh, I think it's close. Uh, a lot of Kentucky fans will go up and see him. Um, I'm seeing a lot of mock drafts of them taking Anthony Richardson, and I feel like Richardson in a spot like Seattle or even Detroit where he can sit and learn for a year and learn what an NFL offense does. Because remember, guys, what were the red flags with Trubisky coming out? He hadn't played enough college ball. He played in the ACC. Uh, he's athletic, but he we don't know if he has the arm for it. Richardson has all those. He's played 12 college football games. He couldn't beat out Emory Jones when the, when uh, uh, Dan uh, – when, when the last Florida coach was there. I can't yeah, Dan Mullen. Yeah, when he was there, he could not beat out Emory Jones. All the fans wanted to see him on the field, and, and Dan Mullen was like, I'm seeing this guy in practice every day. Like, he's good where he's at, but he's not ready to be – the guy uh, and then this year he was Dan Mullen was fired and the new guy put him into play and I just I just didn't I don't know I wasn't impressed during the season and then the combine he blows up which I expected because I did see him take off and run he had a hell of a game against Utah 
Oh yeah. The week before, I mean, they were talking Heisman for this guy, and then Kentucky went down to the swamp, and and our defense literally shut them down. They couldn't do anything. We just kept Richardson in a box, like they used to say with Trubisky, make him play quarterback, and you're going to beat him. Yeah. Uh, and and I hate to be that way, but that's just the way I see it as a biased Kentucky fan. I'm taking Levis over Richardson. Every no, I get day it. Of the week. <laughs> I get it. You you want to bring in our third third man here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man KB, he had a long night last night, y'all. He was saving lives and kissing babies and all those things. And uh, I called him about an hour ago to make sure he was up and ready. He probably hopped in the shower or something. You know how KB is. He got to look fresh. But here's my man K Bizzle. I ain't What's hopping, up, brother? I ain't hopping no shower. <laughs> 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 I'll sit back down. <laughs> Worst mistake. Well, you can't. Once you get up, man, just just start moving because yeah, it crept back up on me. How we doing, KB? I'm fucking tired, bro. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna cap to you, bro. I'm fucking tired, but I'm doing. I'm 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 here, baby. I got the coffee. I got this morning. Left it in the car. I said, you know what? Everything will be all right. Everything will work out. Well, you didn't (laughs) miss much. I opened the show and then. Uh, I knew I knew Jordan wanted to talk about Levis as a prospect and what okay. he sees, and of course I want to. I'm I'm all about talking some Levis. Oh yeah. I know the Bears aren't going quarterback, so it's not Bears uh, I just, related. But yeah. uh, you know me, AC. I just think it's important to try to paint and color the draft class, even if you're just a Bears fan, you're just a Titans fan, whoever. I just think it's important to kind of understand, and not again, not because Levis is going to ever be a Bear, but. You just don't know. Like I give you, I gave you an honest situation where it wouldn't shock me to see the Vikings take a quarterback, and if that's, oh, no. I would hope that this gives you some idea of what they're getting. And I mean, yeah. we won't go so much longer on it, AC, but that's a totally tracky and understand what you're saying. And obviously, Richardson looked awful against Kentucky this year, and I think it's exactly what you said. He looked like a Heisman candidate in Utah, and he looks like a Heisman candidate at the Combine and the Underwear Olympics. And I think that's the reason. And even myself, why I have him just a smidge higher than Levis is. When it comes down to the brass tacks, when Richardson is on firing on all cylinders, he looks like something that you've not really seen before at the position. And it's hard yeah. to not look at that and go, well, damn, if I can find a way to unlock that, what am I going to have? I may have the most dangerous super weapon at the most important position in sports. And it's not a knock on Levis. But this is really the separator to me is that I've watched Anthony Richardson, and don't get me wrong, he absolutely stunk it up, but he was playing around a lot of dog shit um, in Florida. And he found a way to oftentimes make the game competitive and lift it up. He looked like Justin Fields this year, where it was very clear the one player on that team that was keeping them in the game was Anthony Richardson. And again, it's not a knock on on Levis, because Levis had the bad ankle and everything else and was injured and was fighting through it. But Overall, when the chips were down on Levis, I didn't feel like he lifted and elevated those around him the way yeah. that I hoped. I, I think it comes down to coaching, too. I know Levis, a lot of the issues I had with him as my quarter, and, and this goes back to your Jay Cutler comp. There were times in the red zone when we had to score, yep. and he threw a pick, or he forced yeah, the ball the in there that shouldn't have been there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we need to get into this draft because yes. uh, I got a – I got a uh, – 13U team to coach um, here in a couple hours. So we got to run through this pretty quick. And uh, I just, I just wanted to talk about Levis while we had a chance to, because once we get the draft started, I I don't know how much I'm going to talk. We'll Um, we'll get right through it. 
we are doing the mock draft through TDN, the draft network. Uh, I looked at a couple of other mock drafts, but TDN is just one that I know more. I'm, um, I do pay them for their services because I like their product. Uh, so I, I do do that. Um, this is probably a big reason why I use them as, as my mock draft machine. My, my biggest issue, they did tweak their machine a little bit, so I'm not getting – as good of uh, trades yeah. offered to me as, as in the past. So I'm not sure how many trades we're actually going to do. I might try a couple of them, but uh, I, I just, uh, we'll just go ahead and get this started. Uh, let me share my screen here. Looking at Swifty here talking about the real question is, have you seen Levis eat a banana with a peel on or put mayo in his coffee? And Burn, the mayo and the coffee thing. I thought was, I thought it was Actually, I forgot like, to bring that up. Uh, he did that. It is a joke. He, oh, okay. He actually God. did that before. Right. He did it before his junior year when he first came to Kentucky. <clears throat> he was trying to build up, uh, you know, just with the fan base. Um, so he, he was – he ate the banana with the peel on, and that was actually a bit on like SEC shows and stuff where they did the same thing. And then the coffee thing, he was at a place that's no longer here. It's called Josie's, and they're a big breakfast place. And they were just having, he was having coffee with his girlfriend, and he was like, Why is there mayonnaise on the table? And she was like, It's for your coffee. So he was like, Oh, okay. You know, just, just fucking around. But uh, I don't know. People take it and run, take it, take anything like that they can, and, and they run with it. Yeah, that's where KB so, shakes uh, out like my people. <laughs> <laughs> you can see him; he's like, "That's not white people shit." <laughs> oh I mean, God. I'm not gonna lie. If it was, if it was Bryce Young or uh, or CJ Stroud, you might have people questioning it. So I, uh, I, I don't. We took we took his black card, bro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> if I see you put mayo in your coffee. Bro, I need some context right away. I can't. Well, that's you gotta tell me you lost man. the bet, bro. Some hey, my small, that's why you my boy, man. I love y'all, man. <laughs> Just see KB shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit start on this draft here. Uh, the Bears have the ninth pick, as you can see here. Um, I, I don't think we're going to be trading up, so I'm going to go ahead and hit the start. Probably. And uh, – yeah, I might pause it every few picks, maybe five or so. If there's someone, you, if if there's someone you see that you want to speak on, Jordan, just let me know, and I'll yeah, pause it, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Just have well, a good time. Actually, I'm, gonna do the, I'm gonna start it, and I'm gonna pause it right away to see who Carolina picks because there's times yeah. where I've seen Anthony Richardson as the number one pick. And I was like, you, I don't know. That's I don't happen. know. I don't think that's gonna happen. But honestly, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I would not fault them for it, AC. If you're yeah. gonna take a swig on a quarterback, go big or go home. <laughs> That's going something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 who, who, what? Where's Who's my draft board? Uh, 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 what's uh, right. came off. Okay, it's understandable. So I still think it's if, Stroud in real life, but yeah, I would take Stroud as well. I think Stroud has. Uh, I'm just worried about Bryce Young with the injuries. If he's getting hit at the NFL level. But AC, I I can that's look, I, and I mean, I, for those unaware, I believe Bryce Young is now the new betting favorite for the Carolina Panthers as the number one pick. 
I completely agree, AC. I, it's not something I would do. Um, and I'm gonna, I don't mean to come off as polarizing, and that's why I'm not a GM, but I don't think in good conscience, if I was a GM in the NFL, I could draft Bryce Young. I, I it's it's important to separate the two. To me, Bryce Young is definitively the best quarterback today, right now, in this rookie class. But this isn't about just what you're getting right now. This is about projection. And as far as I'm concerned, and I get it, he could totally be the outlier. But there is no example of a guy that is successful and worth a number one pick that is at his dimensions. Oftentimes, I'm going to give you comparisons that are a little better dimensions, and it still didn't work. Baker Mayfield was a thicker guy. I'd argue about equal arm. I'd say maybe just as fiery, didn't quite work out. Kyler Murray is a better athlete and a way better arm. Hasn't worked out. Two is a decent comparison. I'd say Bryce has got a little more gaminess to him, a little better of an arm. Same release, quick, can run the RPOs, mentally savvy. But I'm sitting here looking at him and going, Tua can't stay healthy. I would have argued, and thank God I'm glad he's healthy. But I think there was real concerns about Tua's health and was he going to consider retirement last year because of what was going on. So to me, yeah. I just think it's a scenario where, you know, how can we sit there and say – uh, you know, that how can you take this guy? I don't know if he's going to be ready or if he's going to be healthy in four years. What yeah. happens the first time that TJ Watts smacks him or Miles Garrett comes around the edge? Or it's just a concern I have. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, it's a little different in today's NFL. Uh, I, I just want to play devil's advocate here. The Panthers did draft a left tackle last year, so they've got a decent O line. I mean, if they draft him, as a Bears fan with their number one pick next year, I mean, hopefully they don't do well. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> I mean, I, I won't go so deep into this, but if and I haven't talked too much about it, but to me, there is no better landing spot for a rookie quarterback than the Panthers right now. Hmm. You were talking about a group of five offensive linemen that are all returning, same offensive line coach that from the previous regime, so it's not like you're asking your blockers to do something new. You, I know they lost DJ Moore, but they brought in decent wide receiver options. I call it like a four-walled quarterback development approach because you've got Andy Dalton there, who's a competent veteran who will steward you along. You've got Josh McCowns, who basically is a second veteran quarterback mentor for you. And you've got uh, Caldwell, Jim Caldwell, as a senior offensive assistant. And you've got Frank Reich, who, for my money, is one of the like a top five play caller in the league. To me, I just don't think there's a better place to land as a rookie quarterback for your development. Yeah, and we, and we had talked to Levis earlier. There's a lot of um, tie-ins with that coaching staff in Carolina that we had at Kentucky. A lot of people were, at the time, wondering if that was the move. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people still have C.J. and Bryce as the top two. This does come into question with the Texans. If they love Bryce Young and they're not so enamored by C.J., do they go Will Anderson here? I mean, they just hired a defensive coach, so – I mean, I'm gonna just going to unpause it and see how it plays out, I guess. I'll pause it again after the Seahawks pick, and we'll talk about the top yep. five. Stroud, Murphy. Ooh. <laughs> oh, so you see Miles Murphy as the first edge off the board, which is a shock as Will Anderson is widely considered the top edge. Uh, Texans went ahead and grabbed their quarterback for the future and C.J. Stroud. I like that pick. You do see Anthony Richardson, what I just talked about earlier, going to Indianapolis. I worry about him being put in a situation where he needs to start immediately, but they do have 
the head coach they hired is from Philly, so he's had an athletic quarterback before that he could work with, and and, and Jalen Hurts, maybe that's a good spot for him. And the Seattle Seahawks beef up that defensive line and take Jalen Carter, so we don't have to get into that as much as do the Bears take Carter if he falls because he did not fall for us. Uh, Jordan, quickly, what sticks out to you in this top five? <laughs> I mean, cl- clearly to me it's the Miles Murphy pick, and I, I promise I'm not trying to sound like a downer on the guy. I just – he's to me, and I, I don't mean to bring up harsh memories for Bears fans, but he reminds me of Gaines Adams, um, a mix between Gaines Adams and Daquan Bowers, who maybe it seems like helmet scouting, but I just truly believe that you tend to see college programs try to pick up guys of their formers that were successful. And to me he reminds me a lot of Daquan Bowers or Gaines Adams and – my biggest concern with Miles Murphy is I saw him play on a defensive line with Brian Bercy, with KJ Henry, with Tyler Davis, with Trenton Simpson behind him. There was a lot of talent on that Clemson defense, and he didn't look as good. And if I have to make a little bit of a case for him, I understand that uh, Brent Venables had left, uh, and at which point you know, you're know you sitting there with a new defensive coordinator. The entire defense took a step back after Venables left uh, mm-hmm. for Oklahoma, so I get it. But to me, Miles Murphy is that's incredibly rich. I wouldn't be sniffing at him until around the 20s in this class. I get he's an athletic freak, but that's too high. And then as far as I'll be quick on the others, Stroud is just relatively chalk, makes a lot of sense. Um, yep. if they need a quarterback. I will say I wouldn't be surprised if they don't take a quarterback. I think that it makes sense on the timeline for uh, their GM, Nick Casario, to find a quarterback. But I'm not sure that – look, the reality is when you draft a quarterback, you are taking your hourglass and flipping it over. And I'm not yeah. sure that D'Amico Ryans is ready to go. I just got here. Let's start my timer on my job to see if I made the right decision at quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. So that's interesting. To me, again, if you have those two off the board, Colts need a quarterback. And if it's not Lamar Jackson, then who are you really picking from? So to me, it makes all the sense in the world that, oh, a little bit over Levis, you've got Shane Steich in there um, as your new offensive coordinator, works with athletic quarterbacks all the way back to, you know, Jalen Hurts last year and Justin Herbert before and these really toolsy quarterbacks. I imagine that it's again, that's the perfect marriage. You have Chris Ballard saying, My job's on the line. Jim Mersey needs us to get a young quarterback. He doesn't want the veteran again. I'm going and taking a rookie quarterback, Steichen, whether you like it or not. And then Steichen's going to go, Okay, fine, but at least give me the guy that fits what I do. And to me, that's Richardson. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, Jalen Carter is the one that I'm a little off. It's not off. It's just wild to me. I, I would certainly, I did not see the Raiders trading up from. Uh, seven to, or excuse me, not the Raiders. I'm looking, I'm looking at the Raiders at seven. So it's the Seahawks at five. Got it. Um, I look for, I don't know why I was assuming that the Raiders had traded up. Um, Seahawks at five make all the sense in the world. And yes, KB's laughing. That's how you know I'm tired too. Uh. Um, <laughs> Seahawks at five for Jalen Carter. That chalk, I mean, that's something that you're seeing a lot now. They are trying to rebuild that defensive line and that defensive front in this new look defense. Uh, that you know, Sean Desai was a part of last year and Clint Hurt's still there. So you're, again, you're talking about can we get the best player in the draft at five? And I have two first round picks. It just makes sense. Like, yeah, I'll take the best defensive player in the draft. And yeah. Pete Carroll's a guy that's got a couple years left. He's getting older. I don't think he's necessarily worried about what Jalen Carter's problems are. He just wants to win now. That's that's what I was going to touch on was Pete Carroll. Um, I know last year when they traded away Russ, even myself, I was like, how long is he going to last in Seattle? They, I thought they looked like the worst roster in the NFL. I thought they'd be picking number one overall. And he just made it work. They pulled something out of Geno Smith that we hadn't seen since he was at West Virginia um, and, and gave him a contract for a couple of years. So 
as as Pete Carroll, the teacher, I feel like Jalen Carter fits well with what they do in Seattle, getting after a quarter in the NFC West, where they have a shot to take take that you know division title. I mean, San Francisco looks really good with a seventh round quarterback. We'll see what they do in this draft to beef up their team, but I mean that division is wide open. And me, to me, I mean you've got. The Cardinals who don't look good and no one knows what in the world they're doing. And you got the Rams who I, I mean you got Stafford or you don't. I don't know what they're doing out there. They'll try to figure it out. Uh, but I do like the teacher and Pete Carroll getting his hands on Jalen Carter to try and mold him into a uh, uh, an incredible pass rusher. KB, before we move on, what do you see in this top five that you uh that you would like to touch on? Oh, man. First two picks seem pretty straightforward. Uh, you get your quarterbacks off the board. Like I said, in, in hindsight, I believe it might actually be flipped. You get Stroud to Panthers, and, you know, you get you get Bryce Young to the, the Texans. But the Miles Murphy pick is 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 a little shock, like jarring, not saying shocking. Uh, I can't remember if the Cardinals moved to a free 4-3 uh, or not. Uh, uh, if they moved to a 4-3, then – to me, don't really make it wouldn't make sense because he seems more three techish to me. Uh, so they're I, three. They're an, they're an odd front. KB, yeah, they're odd front. I, if they if they're a three four, I mean, I can kind of kind of see it if you're looking to replace JJ Watt. Uh, you get a, you get a young guy, big body, freakish athlete. Okay, but it's like Jordan said, man. It's it's just how you really want to look at it. Maybe you right. you look at the fact you try to get a you know what I'm saying what's my what's my man's name uh, Will Anderson, but you throwing him at outside linebacker. You feel me? Uh-huh. He's a he's a he's an edge rusher. Uh-huh. So Anthony Richardson, yeah, I I would hate to see the dude start day one. I do not believe he's a day one starter at all. I believe he does need the time, like you know what I'm saying a couple years to sit behind somebody. Because they throw him out there to the wolves, he's probably just going to be the athlete and then get dogged. Jalen Carter makes sense. It, it's the Seattle Seahawks, yeah. big body on the D line, whatever. So that makes sense. Uh, like, like I said, the, the the most surprising move here to me is the Miles Murphy pick. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I just feel like if the Cardinals, if they like Miles Murphy that much, they could trade back and get that with someone trying to jump Indianapolis to get a quarterback, but that didn't. I don't, I don't know if that plays out in a mock if they have other teams trade, but I feel like that might be something that happens uh, as far as the Cardinals trading out of that third overall pick. Um, I mean, it makes all sense. They definitely need to move back. I just, I will push back on that a little bit. Which, and I see all those here saying, if Miles Murphy goes at number three, his jaw will crush uh, his toes. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> although I hear it too. I mean, but I will say, I and just we'll see. I hope that they truly. I hope that the Cardinals find a way to move back. They need picks, but again, you just tend to look at new GMs for the most part, unless you're Quasi Adolfo Mensa. For the most part, new GMs don't move back. They don't trade. They're they're too timid. It's a little bit of I don't. I'm just getting my feet wet. I want to make sure that I just take the safe pick. I don't shake or ruffle too many feathers. So I wouldn't surprise me if you see Monty Austin for it, the new GM for the Cardinals, end up just saying, "Look, I'm just trying to take the chalk pick. If I have a chance at Carter or Anderson or just a, a sure pick." I'm not moving. I'll just take my guy and I'll get creative on how to build the roster my way after I've had some more time in the seat. Yeah. And one thing that Matthew Fochizi in the chat did touch on 
with the Seattle Seahawks <clears throat> taking Jalen Carter. That keeps him out of Detroit, and that keeps him out of Justin Fields' face, which I love. Uh, yep. We'll we'll see what the uh, Lions do here in this draft. I'm gonna let these next three play out, and then I'll I'll pause it when it gets to our pick again. Yes, sir. See, God, <laughs> I mean it's mods. Mock drafts are always yeah. fun. But so like Will Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Will Anderson's <laughs> still sitting there. Um, Golly, I, he's he's there, but as is Tyree Wilson, who. Danny has his, his top edge. Uh, yeah, that's – I mean, it's just funny. Like I like I said, mock draft sims are going to do mock draft sim things. I'm just – I Brian Versey, who I like, and I think – I mean, we talked about AC. Of, yeah. Yeah, I'm on two people that I think are getting too little love, and it was Levis and it was Versey. I really like Versey, but I'm not sitting here taking them at six. Like, come on, what are we doing? Um, I see, <laughs> you know, Swift is over here saying Tyree and Will on the board. It, this is this is tough for me uh, because and again I will we'll sit here and talk about what we all want to do. I was sitting here ready to go. Give me Skaronsky or Van S. Um, right, right. I, I mean, I'm a Paris Johnson guy myself between those offensive tackles. Mm -hmm. But I mean, when the port when the board plays out to you like this, uh, I'm going defensive end, edge rusher. Kind of hard at this point. I just I'm gonna consult with my scouts, Jordan and KB. Uh, KB, which, lead the way. Which way would I go? What are we thinking, KB? Uh, are, are we we just talking about our pick at this point? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we just yeah. talking about our pick. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to touch on no. one of the three that just went, Levis went to uh, Las Vegas. That's understandable. We'll see how that works out. Brian Brzee goes to the Detroit, which is a shocker to me. Hilarious. So the Christian then, Gonzalez one, I really don't see happen. I I would I would actually bet money that if Will Anderson was on the board at that point, he goes to the Falcons. But that's absolutely that's neither here nor there, especially with them just getting the corner from uh you know the getting a bust from uh, Detroit. Uh, dude, I, I what do you do? You know what do you what do you do? You get, I, I would say you get one of the most you know what I'm saying. One of the scarier edge products to come out, in, you know what I'm saying, in a couple years, the Anderson. But then you get this freak of nature over here at Tyree Wilson, bigger body, you know, the heavier kid, you know. I I I don't know, man. Yeah, Maybe. Aldo's Aldo's telling us to trade down. So I was gonna say, then it comes to the the most obvious. Maybe you <sighs> trade down at this point. See, I did have two trade offers in here, but I I did want to tell the listeners that lately when I've been running this mock, I've been getting some stupid trade offers like a fifth round pick or a seventh round pick, and then a couple next year for my ninth overall. I'll see what they're offering me, and then so I will. Or is there is there a spot where you guys think we should try and send a trade and see? Not if that's the only possible. one that would have made sense to me is a place like Washington if they wanted to get a yeah. quarterback, but Levis is gone. So, I again, you just have to think about who's moving up for who. And sure, you could see a team move up for a tackle, but I, I think the Eagles are potentially taking a tackle. Tennessee makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I, you know, maybe if you want to consider a trade, trade up, but again, I think you're talking about a team coming up for a tackle or a corner. Um, and that's possible, but. And I'll just say this, and then we can kind of move on to however we want to do it. I think it's important to distinguish, are we doing what 
we predict the Bears would do in this situation, or are we doing what we want to do? And I'll give you an example of that. To me, I think it's very clear if the board was this way. I think that it's not even a second thought. I believe that Coach Flus and Ryan Poles are signing that card and running it up going, it's Tyree Wilson, not even a second thought. I'm out. Um, but to me, I would I would take Will Anderson here. I don't think that you look a gift horse in the mouth. Um, you. you know, and to me, he's he's my edge one in the class. And I know that and this is not a slight on Tyree Wilson. I even get why Danny Shimon, resident scout here, likes him better. And he's a better four three fit. He's a freak mm-hmm. athlete. Still got room to grow. But to me, I've watched Will Anderson play out of position a lot and still find a way to produce very well at Alabama. Yeah, I was going to say this about Anderson real quick. Uh, I feel like he could probably add a couple more pounds, man, and 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 really solidify himself as a as a as a four three edge rusher. Uh, when I was looking at the Tyree Wilson thing, like I said, in in hindsight, Anderson's probably off at eight. Like I said, we're just being honest. We're being straightforward. Tyree Wilson would be a hell of a fucking pickup at that point because, like I said, the kid is big, he's fast, he's a, he's a freaking nature. And then coming off that edge, that you you got yourself a dominant presence. But I, I right now, Anderson's I would have to say Will Anderson. If it you, drops you, like this, it, 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 very very possible, very possible. <laughs> but go ahead, boy. Go Let ahead. me see what the trade offers are, and then uh, we'll go from there. So I got this trade from the Cowboys. So the uh they're sending me the 27th pick, the 59th pick, and a second a second rounder next year. It's I, I mean, I'll tell you just as an example, and I'm sure it's not a one-to-one. I know that the Deshaun Watson, they I believe the Texans came up to 10, and it was something similar to that where it was just an additional one and maybe a two. So it's it's not wild, but I don't I don't know. To me, guys, it's it is That's a, too- there's a situation where it's all pretty to, to add lottery tickets and to build picks, but at some point you got to stick and take the pick and grab a call quality player. And I think that, again, this is a very unusual, I really don't anticipate you're going to have Tyree Wilson and Will Anderson on the board at nine. Uh, right. But to me in this, we're just playing the mock the way it goes and the bears need edge help. And you have arguably the top two, however you want to see it right there, staring you in the face. How do you walk away from that? I know you need a tackle and all that, but, um, it's death in this class, man. I'm. Yeah, I think the Bears have shown too. They value defense. Um, it's yeah. a co- it's a coach flu sled team. They need edge help. They couldn't produce, you know, pass rush <clears throat> year. Their corners are going to get it cooked this year if they can't get after it. So to me, it's 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 staring us in the face. You take an edge. Yeah. Well, I'll just say to counter it and try and get a one next year, not a two. Uh, I want to see what is behind door number two before. I mean, sure. I still got these two up here. So, and then this one's the Buccaneers coming up with pick nineteen and pick fifty-one for our number one, or for our ninth. I kind of like that one better. It's a higher pick. Yeah, that that makes better sense in the in the, the terms of saying, dude, maybe we're not too far out of remove from you know what I'm saying getting a blue chip player. Uh, you know, what I'm saying I'm I'm still looking at that, bro. You're you're ten spots. You know, what I'm saying just a second to me, it, it had to be another pick in there. Well, let me see if I can counter and get something else out of them. Um, I do like being at 19 because there's three tackles 
and two edge rushers still sitting there. But it's like Jordan like said, lot. man. You, it's kind of hard, boy. You're looking at Tyree Wilson now. Will Addison in the face. <laughs> I'm just saying. And like I said, we uh, go for it, AC. Let's see what we can get. But it's just one of those things that, again, if you're in the and if you're in the polls chair, if you're a GM, I, and that's, I think he's got thick skin. And it's not like I totally think this is the deciding factor. But uh, can you look at Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson and then uh, say, I don't want them? And then how does that look at you two, three years later when – their rookie of the year or it's year two and Nick Bosa looks like an all-star and you know, that's what Tyree Wilson looks like or Will Anderson comes out looking like the next best edge. Right. You, you know, and that's what you're passing up on and that's tough. But between, but between this pick and what's our next one, 53 or something like that. Well, there's a lot of names. that we'll I, I mean, I was hiding this as a little secret and seeing if we can pull it, but I have, I bears fans would hate me, but I would be looking to trade up in a second. Um, I think that's something that's very possible with Ryan Poles. I know Danny is completely like I was listening to their draft on tap show last week. And uh, I think Neil traded up and Aldo traded around and he just hated giving up extra picks to move around in the draft. But I feel like that's something that's on the board for. And I'm over here. I've got like a packed argument and a packed, you know, thesis on how it makes sense so if we get there i will talk through it but to me i i stick and pick i take a guy at nine and then okay. i know it seems like a long way i'm just giving you all the little foresight i'm talking about let's pause it around pick 33 uh okay. we'll talk about moving up all right yeah i like that idea you like that idea too kb oh yeah i'm definitely down with that man. so are we going anderson or tyree here <sighs> kb you got a preference i, I was an anderson fan from jump man uh I, to me, it's just the one I, I don't see him really, you know what I'm saying, in real life being there. But mm -hmm. since he's here, you know, we, we might as well go for the Anderson, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, to me, AC, it's – and I'll be very it's quick Anderson. on on both. Tyree Wilson makes more sense in the 4-3 as a bigger edge. Uh, Tyree Wilson, I don't think – you've probably heard this from many other people, and it's how I would personally do it is last year I was a big Logan Hall stand, and there was a few prospects that made a ton of sense because when you look at Eberflus's background, he likes interior defensive linemen three techs that fit not just the DeForest Buckner mold, but Arik Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, these really tall, lanky, super athletic freaks that ex are explosive and moving them that could be seen as five techs or defensive ends and odd fronts, and they move them inside to be your three tech. And to me, Tyree Wilson absolutely can play edge, but I would be looking at him and going, would you be willing to put on 10 or 15? And then we right. line you up on a guard and you're just too explosive and too powerful and fast for a guard and you're just whooping their ass every play. So I mean, Will, Will Anderson, one of his best games was against uh, a, an offensive tackle that a lot of guys like in Darnell Wright. Um, yeah, to me, so. I think – and that's – I'll be quick on the Anderson thing. The reason I like Anderson is I understand that he looks more like a 3-4 edge. I understand that he's a little light in the pants. But I also watched him set the edge like nobody's business at Bama. And I watched him – I mean, God, they were putting him at 4-I in between a guard and a tackle. And he was uh -huh. there at the point of attack trying to stay sturdy. So to me, I think that it fits. I know it, it doesn't look like the prototypical guy, but he's right. 250. He'll probably develop and mature into a nice 260. Um, and that I think is plenty. And you get a guy that can set the edge, but also has every tool in the toolbox. I've called him the previous on Barroom when we were doing a show on, I think, Bear Their Souls, where I had called him about a year ago, the alien. 
he steals every offensive line or excuse me, every defensive lineman's moves. So he has the scissors move from the Bosa brothers and Larry Johnson at Ohio state. He's got a bit of TJ Watts, TJ Watts goes uh, long arm. He's got a little bit of Vaughn Miller's ghost move. Like he's, he's shown an ability to kind of co-opt and take and steal and create renditions of the best toolbox sets and moves of different edge rushers. To me, that's Will Anderson. Well, I'm going to go Will Anderson. It's almost one o'clock and I've got, like an hour left. Yeah, we'll go. go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to go Anderson and we're going to move on. Oh, if it'll let, I guess I got to unpause it first. So we draft Will Anderson, that's number like nine steal. overall. <laughs> yeah, that's an absolute steal. I mean, uh, I think the guy doesn't get past three. So we did see a run on offensive tackle after we went. Hell, Derek Hall at 19. I'm going to pause it after the Chiefs pick. Hell, Will McDonald went in the th- Yeah, mm-hmm. bro. And this this one, you definitely was taking the edge rush or you weren't getting shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you goes got Ojalari going at the end of the first. Uh, Van Ness going to Detroit. A lot of Bears fans are going to be upset about that. I'm just trying to give it a, an overlook. A big run on offensive tackle. Um, that was what I was afraid of. Yeah, I hear you. It's it's. I know it sounds tough, and it's not. I mean, I will say this mock has been so interesting because what my initial plan was is could we move up to the Rams pick? They need picks. They're rebuilding. Could you move up to 36 by giving them an extra second? You've got that cluster of three at the bottom, and I know that's mm-hmm. tough, but would I be willing to give them an extra pick of my seconds to move up 17 spots? And to me, I'd be okay with that, but – most of the mocks I usually see, excuse me, Dewan Jones would be here, a right tackle. Although I'm not, I'm, although to be fair, I was just looking. Darnell Wright is still on the board, correct? Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, yeah. Let me let me scroll up shoot. and we'll see who the top players available are. <clears throat> yeah, Darnell Wright, John Robinson, Kincaid. You got Cancy from Pitt. Uh, his arms scare me because they're yeah would, really short. Um. Wow, where's Darnell right at? They haven't seen him. Well. There it is. There he is. 40th. Yep. So <laughs> this mock is funny because I'm like, I just don't I don't see the way it's folding out, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, I mean up it's up to you guys, but what my formal proposition would be is I would let it see. Let's hope that fingers crossed that Darnell Wright makes it to 36. And then if he does, uh, I guess 37 is where I'm looking to move up to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would then be willing to offer like 61 and 64 to the Rams to get 37. I know that may okay. seem rich, but I'm basically what I'm telling people is rather than have to, I have to fall in love with three players at 53, 61, and 64. I get to say I'll fall in love with two players in two different neighborhoods of the draft. Yeah. Um, for, and I lose one second round pick. I'm not saying it's pretty, but this is how you, you're not getting right at, you know, 61. It's just not happening. Right. So to me, I'd be talking. Can we, can I'll let these first four picks. I'll let these first four picks play out, and then uh, pause it again when we get to the Rams and see what we're looking at. Out of Tamiwa, gone. Oh shit, Cody Mach went. That was that was my. If if, if right went, <laughs> you got we got Mach staring us in the face, bro. Oh shit. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we'll go back up here to the board. Uh, 
whoever's setting up the draft algorithm for the draft network is hitting the crack pipe. Hey, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've never seen it. Drugs. I've never seen it this bad, honestly. Uh, usually, it, it it does a decent job. I don't know what. Um, so we, we've still got Darnell Wright here. We've got Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, who I know you love. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, um, but they don't need a wide receiver. They don't need right. it. So. Yeah, not right now. I mean, Bijan is awesome. I lo- it's crazy. Bijan here would be like, how do you pass it? But ah, uh, yeah, I was gonna just, say that. I I know, but the Bears are just not. You're not there. You're yet. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I get it. I get he's generational, but you know, mm-hmm. I, you're. Let me just put it this way: you draft Bijan. Bijan's not going to get the benefit. Now he doesn't even have a, a right tackle to block for him. Like he needs a good offensive line to run too. And Justin Fields yeah. is still getting put on his ass. And it, like, right. I, I can't do it. So you want me to try and make this trade to move what is up? It? Yeah. Darnell, let's, right? let's make a call to Les Snead and ask what's it going to take to come up. All right. So, you know, he's, I, I, he's the language all over here, but it's, you know, he's Mr. Fuck them picks and now he's trying to get them back. So, uh, you know, what Les, what is it going to take? Which I see, you know, Eric Bono saying can't go wrong with right. I agree. To me, I would have, again, like most mocks, I would have pitched this trade up and said my offensive tackle one would have been there in Dewan Jones. Um, right. You know, Eric Bono, don't, don't get Jordan started on War Daddy. Yeah, that's how I feel about uh, Dewan Jones. And so most mocks have Dewan Jones sitting about here. Uh, but apparently the draft network, whoever's hitting the crack pipe, sees the draft like I do. First and round. They value Dewan. Uh, First round. Yeah, I think that Dewan was taken where Darnell Wright's going to go. So, so you I, said 62 and 65 to try and get 37. With that, we still get our 54th pick. Yep. So I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah, try that. Let's try that. See what they say. Uh, it's very likely. Um, so should I mean, we try and get them to throw more? You can. I'm. I'm just trying to be very fair <clears> to the Rams too. Like they are I'll, doing us a favor as much as we're doing them one. Yeah, I, I would take that favor. And I was gonna say, I. You know what? I probably think they would try to keep that seventieth pick. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe, maybe we we shoot for that seventy eighth. Sure. And say you you get a you get a you know, very likely still. So. I mean, we'll send it. We'll see what they say. Stay on the line. Oof. Rams rejected your offer. Haters. Will so, they take it with just the two seconds? No, oh, they'll definitely them. take it. They definitely the take it with the two seconds, bro. That was that. That was a green line all the way up. I was just trying to. If it's all the way up like that, I was trying to get a little bit more back. I get you. And uh, like I said, just to give kind of because I know Bears fans will hate this, but what I'm trying to sell is the idea that right now, if you stay at this Ryan Poles, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's still plenty high in the draft. But you are shopping in the same neighborhood. So what basically Ryan Poles has to do is say, I love and feel confident that I can get three players at 54, 62, 65 that I love, that fit a need, that makes sense at this value I'm not reaching. Sure, do I think it could be done? Absolutely. But I really think it's enticing to sit there and say, what if I lose one of the picks in these neighborhoods? And I get to move up 17 spots, and now I get to shop in a more premier market, mm-hmm. and I still get to have my cake and eat it too at the bottom of the second. Well, I added a fifth and a sixth, and it's looking pretty likely okay. still. Uh, so this would give us extra day three picks, which Ryan Poles loves, as we saw last year. Um, <laughs> See, we're doing both uh, so happy. So you we take Anderson at nine who doesn't fit now now having to give up top assets. 
Well, I'm gonna send this offer because I'm the GM. It did, what, what, I, I, I'm not. I'm not understanding this. Doesn't our, fit. Why doesn't fit? I, I'm not getting it. Why? Why? Why wouldn't he? You, you get a you get a premier airs rusher. Why wouldn't he fit? Crack so his <laughs> We All moved those, up here to get Darnell Wright, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All those same uh, crack is I'm going to unpause sir. this, and I'm going to draft Darnell Wright. And with our first two picks, we have locked down an edge rusher and a right tackle. And so I'm very the, happy with, with this. With our next pick in the draft, Colin Powell. Oh, not this This isn't the race. <laughs> my bet. <laughs> and the Asians picked the RZA. The RZA. <laughs> Bro. The Wu Tang Clan, bro, stop it, stop it. The Bijan, okay, he came off with the 49ers. That actually does make sense. I'm, I'm not the 49ers, so between, but between, between our picks, we saw Hendon Hooker go to Seattle. I think that's a perfect spot for him. He gets to sit for a year and get better, uh, healthier, and and learn from um, Pete Carroll in that offense. Bijan goes to uh, Carolina, which is, Whew. I mean, they just lost their running back. Kalaja Kansi goes to Jets, so they continue to draft busts. Um, <laughs> Thule goes to Atlanta. That's a God guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just if you can't, I have short arms, and I know that's why I played linebacker instead of on the D line because I was not getting off those blocks. <laughs> I I have to bring light to this because like I mean this is real. You now have Bryce Young handing the ball off to Bijan. That is how yeah. nice that looks. Like that is sweet. Yeah, that's a good draft for Carolina here. We yeah. we pray we pray that they they just don't put it all together their first year. Yeah. They can do whatever the fuck they want the year. All right, Don yeah, Burr's good. in the draft. They end up with Darnell Washington to replace I Hawkinson, who they traded away last year. I I kind of like that pick. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, the Gibbs pick hurt. Who's on the market? What are we doing? All right, let's. Let's go up here and look at our look at our big board up here. So you got DJ Turner at corner. Fantastic uh, nickel. Fantastic nickel. Okay. Um, I just, if we do fun. stay here in the actual draft and don't trade up, uh, if Bergeron is there from uh, Syracuse, yep. that's a guy I like. We got um, a center. Uh, I mean, nobody at the – oh, it's Lucas Patrick and it's Cody Whitehair. But, like, oh, I'm just real oh, quick. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying on the board. Yeah. But. just And real quick, just to kind of show, this is exactly what I was talking about. And renewable, if you want to disagree, or Aldo, you're saying cracks being passed around. This is exactly what I was talking about. Because to me, I would rather move up to a different market and get my premier right tackle than go, I'll take Bergeron, this guy that probably is a better guard. Maybe he can play tackle. Like, I feel much better walking away with this draft going, look, I gave up a second-round pick, but I have Darnell Wright in my books. I'm not settling for a Matthew Bergeron, who I'm a fan of, but they are not in the same class if you're trying to fill that right tackle spot. And, again, if you – and it, sure, even if you're not taking a tackle, maybe you took a tackle in the first, I'm sure that the DNs up there were a better option than what am I looking at right now. I don't even have a D end on the, on the top right here to pick from. So I, I just I think this is the way to do it. I got a, I got a DM. Well, I know but... Jeremy Forer asked about JMS. He's the center that I really like out of Minnesota. Oh, he's gone. He he went in he's the gone. first. He went round first round, bro. The Giants. Yeah, yeah right there. I, the I mean, Giants this is him at twenty six. KB KB hit it on the head, and my number one center in the class is still on the board, and that's Joe. Joe Tittman's from... here. So so before 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 we move any further, okay. Because I see two I see two names that I like personally. 
Mozzie and Joe. Oh, I, I I do like Mozzie. I do like Mozzie. He 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 is a hell of a pick. I like Tipman, of course. That's why I was like, hey, I need to see who the centers are. <laughs> there, say so. So when we sit here and we talk about you know you the rich get richer at certain points. I'm looking at the fact that Isaiah Fosky is still on the board. I love Isaiah Fosky. I really do. I'm not and a he, fan. No, no I, I, I get it. It's he's not everybody's cup of tea, but like to me, the production speaks for itself. Yes, Notre Dame. I get it, but, but I will say, and and look, KB, I'm not wouldn't be mad at either. But and I, to be quite frank, if we're just taking a little bit of a step, I don't. I love Joe Tipman. He's my top center on the board. Oh. I don't see the Bears taking a center early anymore. Oh, they no. they believe in Lucas Patrick. They're trying white hair out at center. I think that they would rather take a later swing on a guy. No. You know, and this is this is centers. It's Ben Jones. It's uh, I'm trying to think of other centers in the league that end up coming up where you don't need a top 75 pick center to be a solid player. You can find them later. So as much as I love Joe Tipman, and that's the way I would go, mm-hmm. I understand if we're just trying to really solidify. Like even uh, is it? I said DJ Turner's on the board. DJ Turner's probably the top nickel available on the board right now. Yeah. If they wanted it. He's an athletic freak. So there's options here. Um, but I'll put my little stake in the ground and say, like, to me, it's Joe Tippins the pick here. He's a playbook expander, totally mm-hmm. can open up your run game. He's six six. Uh, everybody that liked Ethan Pochich from the Browns, like Joe Tippman to me is he's excellent on the move. He can play guard because he's so big. He's an athletic mm-hmm. freak of a center. Well, yes. the, we we still need a three technique too, guys. Um, yeah, that that's where the Mozzie the Mozzie Smith uh, become <laughs> becomes kind of interesting. But he, I mean. I don't I, think he's going to be the person to actually, uh, you know, rush the passer like talking about. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, he's athletic. He's you know, number one on Feldman's freaks list. But yeah. One tech to me. So, um, yeah. I again, I think you can get three tech later. I know that's not what everybody wants to hear. I know it's the motor of the defense, but um, you go get a center to be the leader and the best buddy of Justin Fields for the next 10 years. Uh, who's going to help him? I mean, they, look, he comes from Wisconsin. They know how to – I mean, he's calling protections. They run a pro-style offense. Like, this is something where I'm pairing Justin with his lead protector for the next 10 years. Well, Joe Tipman is 66 on the board here. We do have two trade offers. A lot of guys offers. in the chat are saying, let's see what we got here. So, I'll pull these up. And, uh, yep. So, hmm, they're offering me the 76th and – Next year's fourth rounder. No, that's, that a, that's, a, that's a no. That's a that's no. Zeke. Look at Ryan Pace trying to screw us over. Yeah, they'll uh, take this offer. We, I would have took this offer. It's, it's, <laughs> somewhere. it's not, not popping up. What is this? No, I no. guess they backed out of the trade. I don't no. know what the freaking. They we took too long to pick too long to pick up the phone. Right. See, so, well, yeah, I, I mean, is there somewhere you guys would look to move around? Not me personally, because I mean, I think we're, we're, we're pinching pennies here. Like I think that you get too ballsy and Foskey and Tipman and Mozzie Smith and all those guys are gone in the next four or five picks. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people are liking Foskey in the, uh, in the chat, but we, we drafted our edge rusher at nine. Yeah. So I like other edges too later. So, I mean, to me, I, I think that it's either corner or it's How- the center here. How big? How big is Fosky weight wise? Let's find out. See, he's not. Uh, he's six five two sixty. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, 
it's solid. But like, let me just give you an example here. Is Zach Harrison still on the board later? And I think that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I was just looking to see maybe, you know, you had it, that whole idea of saying, hey, maybe you could throw Foskey in a three take or Walker, uh, the, the guy we signed. And kick him in the, the, the three tech, and then you got two, you know what I'm saying, two young edge defenders. But does Zach, does Zach Harrison make sense too? Well, we got Aldo here talking about Tipman putting up a 635 squat, 455 pound bench. Dude, dude is legit a monster, bro. Six, there be, are people that are, are saying they're worried about Tipman's height. Uh, we did see people getting underneath the fields hit a couple guys in the helmet last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, guys, I, I I don't know what to tell you. No per, no prospect's perfect. We can sit here and talk about what ifs with everybody about, well, I mean, what if he hits his helmet or, like, could he be just two inches tall? I don't know. Good football does player. He have, football. The, the biggest question, does he have the athleticism to get out on the edge like we need our center to do in this offense? Bet, better than JMS. Better than JMS. He's, why he's my center one in the class. JMS <laughs> is a better all-around, like, well-rounded center. But oh. for what the Bears want to do, Tipman like would be me. the guy. Yeah, that's I'm telling you. Well, it's just I've got both my scouts telling me Tipman. Hey, I'm, I'm, I would, I'm I would say both Tipman, and I'm going to draft Tipman. <laughs> and Aldo's saying Tipman six six. Indeed, he is six six. He's a monster, and I don't see people hitting Ethan Pochich in the head, who's another tall guy. Um, there's plenty of tall centers that get by. You know, we don't have we don't okay. have any draft picks in the third. Do we not? I'm sure we do. Uh, oh, we traded it. No, we traded it. You want to try and trade now, up into the third? I was going to say now. One, two, three. Well, the Texans have two. You, I mean, I know we're – are we only doing three rounds? Yeah, that, yeah, was, the, yeah. that okay. was the thing. No, I mean, sure. If you want to do it for the sake of the draft, you want to trade up, that's fine. This is, again, all, just to be clear, this is why I was okay doing the whole – I'll give you two seconds because I keep my third. I keep the ability uh, to still pick in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll say this. I say go, let it go to 70. Uh-huh. Look the Rams in the face. Say, hey, man, we got those two fours. All righty. I'll unpause it and <laughs> let this play. Now, we did see after we picked uh, Isaiah Foskey went, Josh Downs went to the Giants. Luke Whipler went to the uh, Cowboys, so they went and got themselves another center. Marvin Mims, who I like a lot, went to the Bills. Had you moved off the pick and you had just gone three or four spots down, Mozzie. We'd have lost (laughs) Hitman. Okay. Uh, I'm going to unpause it and we'll pause it again when we get to the Rams next pick. Unless there's, do you guys think the Texans will give us that second one or? Up to you guys to make the trade. Like I said, I mean, I I don't know. I get that everybody, you want to have 700 picks in the top three, but, like, that's the cost of doing business. you got two seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why you Let don't have try and see if the Texans will take anything, and then and then we'll try to move on after that. All those St. Paul the Raiders, those idiots will do whatever you ask. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, they got, rid of John, they got rid of John Gruden. They don't uh, – <laughs> Because he's and not a Gruden grinder. You got Jeremy and, and Renewable. Nobody's happy here. I Like I said, I knew this would upset Bears fans, but to me, I don't, I don't know how you're mad. I was like, going to say, you can't be mad, bro. It's three, this three 
technically starters. That you it's like, I just don't know what you're mad about. Like, you got people saying we need to protect Justin. You just drafted two starters right off the gate. Like, the offensive line now is Braxton, it's Tevin, it's Joe Tipman, it's Nate Davis, and it's Darnell Wright. Those are your five starters. Oh, but what did we do about the defense? We need to get after the passer. You got Will Anderson. Yeah. yeah. So like, what are we it mad looks about? like this could go through a fourth, I, fifth, I'm, and a seventh for a third. Yep, yeah, no, nope, that's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> you know what, man? Like I said, we just we just doing the three rounds, bro. Fuck it. Just 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 send it, man. Yeah. Just send it. Like I said, and I just to get kind of pitched the other way, I know that you have some people saying like, and Foster, I don't think you're totally wrong. I think Poles is a little more conservative, but the only way I would push back on that is you're saying Poles does. You don't see him giving up picks. I totally understand, but this is the way that makes sense to me. Is you saw Ryan Poles last year say, I can just make, you know, water to wine by trading back and trading back and trading back. So it wouldn't shock me to see him go fine. I'll pay pay a premium to move up to a different neighborhood to select a player I like. And then I'm done spending. I'm just going to trade back and reaccumulate later options in the draft and fill my board that way. Well, and also, also, I mean, we saw him moving around a lot last year, and we missed out on a guy I liked in Darian Kennard. Obviously, I'm biased. But I can see him, especially on day three, moving around the draft board. We saw it last year. Why would we think he's not going to try and move around again this year? So and I just want to address this real quick. Like I get renewable. I hear you saying you want to trade back from nine. I would just push back on that a little bit to say, it's easy to say you would move back. Who is coming up to move for your pick? And I know you want to right. talk about the mock simulator that's throwing the Cowboys or something, but there are no quarterbacks left. Every quarterback is gone. So you are now trying to tell me that somebody's trading up from twenties to nine to go get Joey Porter or mm-hmm. Evan Witherspoon or Paris Johnson. Like maybe I just don't see that. Yeah. Well, the way the way this mock draft worked out for typically I'm a I'm a team trade down and I'm looking at the Steelers at 17 and trying to get our 32 back. But if they if I mean we had Will Anderson sitting there and we had Wilson sitting there and we had all three of the tackles we like sitting there. So to me, Will Anderson was worth more than moving back and hoping yeah. someone fell to you. Uh, did we, get the pick? we did get the yeah, pick. we get the pick. We get the okay. pick. Let's do. I mean, this one is easy peasy to me. You get your corner, DJ Turner, I believe, is still on the board, but okay. I'll let you guys pick. I mean, I've been doing a lot of like that. What about this? So, oh, take, you know, but it's, it's 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 one of the brain, you know, what I'm saying it's one of the, the brain trust things, man. We we going back and forth with each other, we trying to figure out what's what's in the best interest. Yeah. I think you and do, this you is going on what's in the best interest, too, so. I mean, because the only thing right now is I'm if I'm Ryan Poles, I'm sitting there looking like I like Jalen Johnson and I hope I can make this work, but I still have to sign him to a deal. And if I can't get it done, I don't have another corner. Let's say your your boy DJ Turner is still sitting there. Yep. Yeah. I, to me, that's that's the one that makes the sense here. It's I mean, for those unacquainted with or unfamiliar with DJ Turner, Michigan corner. That's my dude. Blew up, blew up the combine. Absolute yeah. freak athlete. Smooth. Like he's oiling his hips. That's how smooth he is in his back pedal. Um, explosive, sudden. Uh, doesn't get eno- enough love, in my opinion. And to me, he can absolutely play outside. But to me, I think he slots in as your nickel day one. Yep. You kick Kyler Gordon out to the outside. You get him, Kyler Gordon, and, and Johnson. 
just to play devil's advocate, according to our team needs over here, interior defensive line is our top. It definitely is. We haven't drafted someone. Yeah, am I saying that correctly? Or yeah. Siaki, Siaki, yeah. tell me. Yeah. A, I don't know anything about him. He's a nose tackle. He's a one yeah. tackle. That's a one tackle. And I'm not big, trying to big body. Our, our family member here. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> so I'm saying AC is. Let me just give you an example. And again, I would have probably gone Turner, but go to the IDLs, the interior defensive linemen, and I'll show you why I would have felt comfortable going Turner because there's depth that there. Um, so the IDLs. Let me find it up here. Left. Damn, where did they put it? Uh, right next to fullback. IDL right there. I mean, Keanu Benton on the board is crazy to me. Like that's that's wild. Um, so yeah. let me just go. Let me break it down real quick here. Gravon Dexter's your three tech option. Not a big fan of him. He gets off the ball late. Um, really undeveloped, but a great run stopper. Um, Keanu Benton, I think, is going to be a first round pick when it comes to draft day. So it's wild that he's still here. But he is more of a one tech that has some three tech explosiveness. But again, I think he's more of a nose. Zach Pickens is a decent three tech option here. There are names even later on the board that I wouldn't mind as a late ad. You got Moro Ajomo, you got Deswan Johnson, you have a few other players. Um, but if you're dead set on Carl Brooks, somebody, I mean, Jeremy Good Call, Carl Brooks is still there later. Kobe Turner is probably still on that board. That is, I like, I liked okay. Zach Pickens when he was a recruit for South Carolina. Yeah, I don't five star. I think he's done a whole lot since he's been there, but that, that could be a late round guy that. I'll just pull him up. He's 6'4", 305, so he's got size, and he's fast for that size as well. Uh, I, I don't he's know a, if he's – a great penetrator. His run his run defense, he he, he gets washed a lot. Yeah. That's that's his big concern. Well, you're going to have questions about a lot of these later-round picks, yeah. but uh, you guys have talked me into it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'll grab our um, slot corner and we'll continue to work on this defense and DJ Turner. Uh, they really know how to train them out there in, in Michigan because they all just are blazing speed. Their their strength program is crazy. Yeah. I see Renewable saying, like, hey, you know, trade people are going to trade up and you trust Poles and Ian. They're the scouts. Yeah, I mean, we can – we can totally have that conversation Renewable. I'm just trying to pitch the idea that, to me – it's much easier to move up than it is to move down. You have to have a partner. Yeah. And we'll see. I, I, I truly believe the Bears will end up trading down on draft night. Uh, yeah. Foster's brought up if someone's offering you the world, are you going to move down? In this particular draft, we didn't have the world offered to us. We had a lot of At people kind of sitting on their hands. So we went ahead and made the pick. Uh Anderson was the best player there. I don't see him being there on draft night. Uh, and we'll have to see how the board plays to us. Um, if we, yeah, end up I mean, with a, and to be clear, if we had gone more, like you have your, is it two? Well, I know we gave up more. We probably wouldn't have been in the third, but at that point, from this point, I'm just plugging and filling at three tech another defensive end, or maybe looking at a replacement safety for Eddie. If his, if he doesn't have the speed when he comes back, like, that's how we would have probably filled the rest of the board. Yeah, are you able to see who's still on the board at this point? This I paused it at the very last pick so I could see. Okay. I mean, obviously the 49ers are going to make a pick. I didn't want it to say your draft is over and all that. So I mm -hmm. wanted to bring up the board here, just what they've got. A ton of linebackers here. Oh, too bad uh, we don't need any. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I still wouldn't just, be I still wouldn't be mad if Jack Campbell ended up being a bear. Mm-hmm. I think he's an excellent linebacker. Oh, he's definitely excellent. Um, but yeah, you know, we we don't really need one. You got Sidney Brown out of Illinois, hometown Love kid. Brown. Uh, could be a guy for the future. Yeah, I mean, and that's where, like I said, we we did it for the sake of the draft, where we ended up giving a bunch of picks to get back into the third. Yep. I probably wouldn't have done that, but. Um, to me, like some, I don't know, like Aldo said earlier, some of these I'm like, how do you have Tyreek Stevenson at 93? I love Keytrail Tarkin. Uh, I like Tyreek Stevenson a lot as well. I I, I don't know. And it's funny. I, I I was liking Brandon Joseph. I, I thought he'd be a, a nice swing pick. In, you know, what I'm saying in the fourth round. I see. Uh-huh. As much as we have people that don't love it, we got other people in the chat going like, if we get Anderson at nine, we're throwing a party. So yeah, I mean, I like I said, it's this is the fun of drafts. You can pitch it a bunch of different ways, but when you look at those team needs being filled, you still can yeah, go cool. grab a running back in the fourth or the fifth. Ty J. Spears is probably there. Roshan Johnson. Oh no, Roshan. Oh, in real life, yeah. I was gonna say because in this Roshan. Well, I guess I must have misspoke earlier and said that Anderson had a good game against Wright because I'm getting roasted in the chat ever since I said that. Apparently, he yeah. did not have a good game against Wright. It was the exact opposite, and that's what Wright's yeah. draft stock is to, based to, off of. To be clear, Darnell Wright had a very good game against Will Anderson. Um, incredible game. was one of the better tackles to shut down Will Anderson. Um, so, sure, that was it, – it's easy to pick and pick your spots and go, well, this is why Will Anderson's not great because Darnell Wright shut him down. Um, to me, Will you Anderson – got both. Yeah, I mean, to me <laughs> – <laughs> that's, that's my point, KV. Like, Anderson is a player that was ungodly production last year. And because of the bar he set last year, people look at him this year when he's just here and they're like, well, he sucks. It wasn't what it was last year. And I'm like, you can't always peak and outdo yourself every single year. And it's yeah. not like, well, his he had an average year. Last year was freaky. Yeah. I mean, God, the tackles for loss, all everything he did. And my point is, is even though this year was down, he still had in a very, very productive and solid year. Mm-hmm. Like you you get a safe player. That's the thing is, I mean, that's why I love Skaronsky too as another option is if I'm Ryan Poles, in some way, because he, I want to be conservative, I want to be able to sleep easy at the end of night one going, I got a player that I know is going to be here for four, five, six, seven years, productive. Yeah. I don't even have to worry about it. I know that they're going to have a spot. I know they're a hard worker. I know they're good people. You don't have the injury concerns with Tyree Wilson, which I think Tyree will be fine, but he's coming off the foot. I know that you're coached as hard as they come with Bama. I mean, if there's one argument I would have against Anderson, it's that typically you see Alabama players come out and they're somewhat maxed out potential-wise because that coaching staff and that regime over at Bama and Tuscaloosa – have really done a good job of extracting every possible thing out from these players. So sure, if that's your concern is that his ceiling isn't as high, then sure, maybe you don't like him. But to me, you're getting a quality edge. And then as KB said, I get to draft the villain that shut him down in round two? How can I argue with it? Uh Well, I'm just looking around the board a little. I looked at the interior defensive line. I don't know many of these guys. There's an Alabama kid on there. Gerard um, Clark is a darling. Gerard Clark is Grover Stewart to me. Like that's okay. mm. um, Nesta Jade Silvera is Arizona State. He's a weird guy where he almost he's, he's a three tech, but he's got enough power to sit there and take on the run. Um, where typically you'll see like a Zach Pickens is a perfect example. He's a good penetrator, but he gets washed down in the run game. 
Um, so, I mean, there's, and I'm not telling you to sit there and take Nesta Jade at, you know, this third or fourth round, but there are options here. Um, and then, you know, obviously at edge, you still have 36 prospects. Um, so you have another ability to fill it there. And like Dylan Horton out of TCU, to me, he reminds me of Alex Brown. That's a player I'd love. Um, if he ended up at edge, you have, you know, and Deswan Johnson is a player from Toledo, a three tech that nobody seems to be talking about. He's probably the very bottom of the board KB. And that mm. to me is a great option. Uh, and I'm telling you, yeah, Kobe Turner is at 401. Like, yeah, they don't even have Deswan Johnson listed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I promise I'm not just picking Nesta J because of the, 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 the last name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, Kobe Turner's that's some of this, like the board just is kind of crazy to me, but yeah, hey man, we always get PJ Mustard, I mean, man. Maybe, maybe we should have went with a different simulator. I just went with this one because it's the one I know. No, it's a okay. People in the chat are saying there's no way Anderson's there at nine, and I agree. I mean, this is the first time I've ever seen him fall to me ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, but I mean, if he's there, they're not. I don't see them not taking him. But, I mean, and, I will tell you, and I, I to be fair, I don't think he'll be there. But right now, Will Anderson is a guy that he's had his stock cool just a tiny bit. Whether it's fair or not, you've got people like Chris Sims saying that he doesn't think Will Anderson should be picked before twenty-five. He's got him. He's got him fifth on his board of edge rushers. Yeah, I mean, he he came out and said that he would kiss his own ass if Will Anderson was the first non-quarterback selected. Um, so in this case, he's happy that he's not kissing his own ass. But yeah, it's one of those things that, to me, I I don't think he's going to fall that way. But I understand. I, like, just to give like a real quick synopsis, to me, Tyree Wilson has every every opportunity to be mm -hmm. like a Miles Garrett player. That's the size, the athleticism, the freakiness, the bend, the explosion. That's how solid he is. Best case scenario, yeah, I could totally see him being a Miles Garrett. Yeah. To me, Will Anderson is Sean Phillips, and that's probably underwhelming to a lot of people. That's probably a name that a lot of people don't remember. But Sean Phillips is the guy that had three sacks against Jay Cutler when he was a Chargers player. He was Chargers edge super productive opposite uh, Sean Merriman and then went to Denver and was opposite uh, I believe Vaughn and a few others during his time in Denver. And to me, if I'm getting Sean Phillips, I'm not upset. Yeah. Well, I do want to look at one more thing before we get sure. out of this. Um, I know we signed PJ Walker and apparently Nathan Peterman again for some reason, <laughs> but I would love to see a late round quarterback and I want to see how they have them set up here. DTR's DTR. down here. Yeah, it's always That's gonna guy be a I've got my eye on. Um, Malik is just, probably there. Yeah, I'll say Malik is probably way down here. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I'm biased, but Malik Cunningham, he's a runner, not so much a thrower in my I opinion. agree. I he agree. definitely is. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, I, I also don't think Dorian Thompson Robinson's going to last be on the fourth round, but um, not a bad option. 6'1, 205. Uh, he's an experienced quarterback who's had plenty of success with the Bruins over his career. A five year starter, steadily improved over the course of his career. That's a big thing for polls. Yeah, I want to be clear. Like, I'm, not, I'm not calling him Jalen Hurts. Let me be very clear, but. Well, this similar trait between he and Jalen Hurts is that every year they get better. Like mm -hmm. that is truly the trajectory of DTR is that every year he's slowly improved and gotten better and better and better and better. And that's a lot of the Jalen Hurts story. Like Jalen Hurts was he was a good player, but 
every year, even from Alabama to Oklahoma to Philly, he just continues to stack and get a tiny bit better every year. And so that to me is why DTR is so enticing. Mm-hmm. Says he has average poise in the pocket. He doesn't stay calm very well um, when the bullets are flying. I mean, I've seen, create, I've seen him create plenty off of that too. So, who, who, so top top reasons to buy in is athleticism, arm strength, and football character. Boy, that sounds a lot like our QB one. Yeah. The reasons for concern: accuracy, poise, and decision making. Uh, we need they they. I know on nineteen twenty NFL Drive or whatever they call that show, they had stuff up on the screen that people mm-hmm. like bought into and accuracy was a big part of it. Uh, I haven't watched this guy's tape. Honestly, he's West Coast, so I don't see a ton of their games. I'm mm-hmm. sure Jordan has seen plenty of DTR. He had a, had a very, very, very nice senior year um, this year. Like made a lot of noise in ways I don't think he got enough credit for. But I know Swift is here saying, you know, DTR is a fifth, the seventh rounder for him. It was awful at the Shire Bowl. And totally swift. Like you're allowed to feel and think what you feel. I'm not here to change your mind. I just, I, I'm a tape guy. Like the tape is the, the main course. Yeah. And then the shrine bowl are like the appetizers, like, and the whole, all right. Maybe not the appetizers, but the accoutrements. And the reason for that is because the general idea here is that those shrine bowls, senior bowls, the combine, the pro days, those are meant to either in continue to affirm my general beliefs or make me question and go back and go, why am I seeing a difference between the pro day, the combine, the shrine bowl output versus the general tape? And I understand Swift, the DTR may be looked off with the shrine bowl. He's playing with a team for five or seven days of preparation versus having guys that he's known for years and a coach that he was there with Chip Kelly the whole way through. Uh, it, you know, I don't, I don't, again, it's not, it's not a shot at you, Swift, but like to me, a shrine bowl doesn't define mm-hmm. my no player. Nor does so you can't, you can't let one week in one game define a dude who's been playing for years, bro. Yeah. And so I get what you're saying. Cause I, my thing is, I, I would, if he was there and the, if he fell in the fifth or the sixth, yeah, I'm definitely looking, no matter Absolutely. what I got, I'm definitely taking a swing on him in the fifth round. Uh, but, at, like I said, at a certain point, man, you you have to start looking for certain traits and players. You, we have to start getting in the habit of de- developing younger quarterbacks because we haven't mm-hmm. done it. It was spoke yeah. on in the last regime, but it was never done. That's like when, when you said that you know you look at Malik Cunningham as more of a runner. That's fine right now for me. I don't I don't care if he's more of a runner. The 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 thing is to get him in the building and then develop him as a passer. So you're not looking at fucking Nathan Peterman as the third quarterback on your damn roster. Yeah, I mean you know it's true. KB, you're yeah. you're you're at the point with me, and I'm like, I'll take it a step further. I like that. I with quarterbacks, let's do it. I'm not telling you that everybody needs to be the Eagles, but one thing about the Eagles and the Ravens that I've always loved, Steelers too, in this way is they will sit there and draft players that they already have starters at because they just know shit happens. Uh-huh. I will go ahead and take Cam Jurgens because maybe, maybe Kelsey retires next year. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't retire. Cool. I still have a backup center if Kelsey gets hurt two games in. Yeah. Look, you know, I would like, I've, I've said it. I would not mind if the Steelers ended up, or not Steelers, excuse me, the Eagles ended up taking an offensive tackle. And people are like, why? They have Mylotta and they have Lane. And I'm like, yeah, what? Lane's getting older. Yeah, he's in his 30s. Lane, 
they're always planning ahead, and that is what I'd like to see for the Bears is they're not there yet. They need to set the table of all their different players. Yeah. But I'd like to see us get to the point where, no, yeah, we don't need a left tackle because Braxton's here. But, you know, Braxton's getting towards the end of his deal or he's gotten some injuries, he's getting a little older. We're just drafting that tackle up high because we are just plugging away so that we never have a vacancy. That is what yeah. you're hoping for in team building. And that's why Howie is so good. Um, my my idea of the draft, again, we didn't do it here because Will Anderson fell to us. But if we trade with the Steelers for 17 and 33, uh, I would – I mean, Paris Johnson's probably not going to be here, so I would look offensive tackle. I like Anton Harrison better than Dewan. I know you love Dewan Jones. Don't get me wrong, oh, Jordan. No, no, no. I mean, I don't know. I'm not that I ask you to like you know sniff every Twitter po- post that I do, but just for clarity, Dewan is my OT one. Anton mm-hmm. Harrison is my OT two. Okay, love it. I would look at that, and I did want to get your thoughts on. I cannot Tommy. say his name out of Northwestern. Tom, Tommy Adabare. Is it Adabare? Is that yes, correct? That is correct. Yep. Adabare. I love him as our three tech. If we made that trade, that's where I would look. Offensive tackle at 17 and then at 33, get Adabare. What are your thoughts on him, Jordan? I I, I just know what I hear other people um, say. I'm a parrot, to be I'm completely gonna, honest. I'm, I'm, I'm going to upset a lot of local fans and everything. I, Uh-oh. He's fine. I'm not as high on him as everybody else. That's not does not mean he's a bad player. I think that he was played out of position at Northwestern. I do think he would be better as a three tech. He has the length that you want. He's tested through the roof. Uh, but it goes back to that whole point of the tape forms the opinion and the evaluation. And then the athletic numbers and all that kind of help fill it in. And so he did. He made me go back, look at the tape. And I don't see a guy that plays as athletic as Aaron Donald on tape, mm. um, which is what he tested like. And like I said, yeah. I'm not I'm not sitting here telling you that Adabare is like a bad player, but I think that he's your classic example of a guy that went through the workout phase and impressed everybody because he's a good character guy, nice player, I'm sure, nice guy, has all the athletic traits that you want, and the tape doesn't match. And look no further yeah. than scouts being very clearly about he was a sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounder. That's and true. then now all of a sudden he's a top 40 player. Like what? Because mm. here's my point, AC and KB. What changed between fifth and sixth, seventh rounder? And now Work he's out. a 50 player. Did he play any games? He was at a senior bowl. I get it. Senior bowl. <laughs> like, but did he do anything significant? Like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not even telling you he's a fifth rounder. But I I wouldn't move up for him. If he's there, sure. If he's there at 53 or whatever for the Bears, go ahead. Go ahead and take the swing because of the athletic traits, but I'm not prioritizing that guy. I'll say yeah. right now. Well, I guess I could bring up your Twitter post with your rankings, but oh. as far as three techniques, how do, how do you have these guys? Like, Just give me a top five uh, of your guys. <sighs> yeah, I mean, as I'm going through the list, I'm looking at guys like Jalen Carter is obviously one. Um, you're mm-hmm. talking about Zach Pickens as a, as a number. I don't. I, admittedly, when I've got all the different player ranks in my head, I can't remember exactly who I had. Um, but, you know, KB, go ahead and let me pull it up. I, I, I was going to say, because that, that brings me to, to a question for you. How do you feel about Thule out of USC? <laughs> and you're doing a good job, KB, because you're not, not like you're trying, but these are the other players that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, they're fine. Like, he's cool. Uh, I, I understand why people like him. 
I'm, I guess you could call me crazy. Like I like tweeners, but mm. I'm not the guy that I don't, I like clear defined. Like I know what you are here. Right. And the thing with is he's too in between to me. I think that he would be fine as a five tech and an odd front. I think that he was played and used in a really solid way. And then he came into the combine weighing less. And I don't know if that was like, I'm trying to show that I'm athletic and I can be more of a linebacker or an edge, but I don't know where you're at because now I got to tell you to bump up another 20, 30 pounds. And are you going to lose explosiveness? And the tape is solid. Like I like his tape a lot better than Tommy's. Yeah. Uh, but to me, it's one of those things that, I don't necessarily like he's not on my three tech rankings um, no. in the top five because I'm like, okay. I don't know where he fits to me. This is the Brissy thing. Like I like Brian Brissy. I would put him at five tech before I put him at three. Ooh. So okay. yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. And to, to answer your, to answer your question, uh, AC where I'm at at D tackles is, and again, and this is going to hurt a little bit because I know it's like, I'm, I'm bear. We're talking to bears fans. I do NFL rankings. I can talk NFL teams all day. So when I'm putting out my top five, this is not a bear specific one. This is just where we're at in general as a class. Right. Um, so this is five, you know, five, this is one text, three texts, noses. Um, so to me, I have it as Jalen Carter, Brian Bercy at number two, Keanu Benton at number three. Um, and then I have Tyree Smith, uh, not, excuse me, Tyree Smith. Golly, I'm tired. Um, Smith, who is Mozzie Smith at number four, and then Zach Pickens at five. Yeah, yeah, I went back to your Twitter and pulled it up here, so I was looking at that. Uh, Keon White, I've been hearing his name a lot as far as three tech. Do you think he could? I do think he's. I do think he's a three tech. I do think he is interesting. Uh, There's nothing really wrong with him other than he's a little older. He's 24, going to be 25, and you know, six to nine months or whatever it is. Uh, Somebody could pull up the age, but he's an older prospect. He is exciting. I, it was funny because I was, you know, to me, I remember Keon White was rising and there was a time when it looked like he would be a top 20 player. And I think that's cooled a bit, but it, to me, Keon White strikes me as one of those George Karloftis, Odafe Owe, Joe Tryon Shoyinkas, one of those guys that, and Rashawn Gary, I guess Rashawn went a little earlier, but one of those guys that ends up going in the very back of the first round to one of these rich teams that's uh-huh. just trying to add edge talent. Like that to me is where Keon White slates. But yes, absolutely. As a three tech, if he was there, if for some reason, like my big thing with him is his age. I don't love it. Um, mm. And he came from Georgia Tech. But if you're telling me that Keon White is there at 53 or 61, you haven't moved. Absolutely. Take it. That's the whole Tommy thing is you it, to KB's point. If Thule, Tommy, Keon White, those guys are there at 53. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to slight or be upset if I see one of those picked. I'm just not prioritizing those and feeling like I have to jump up the board to go grab. Oh, them. no, 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 no. I'm talking about strictly people's still being there when we, yeah. we on a board. I'm not, I'm not talking about trading up for anybody at the moment. Yeah. And that's what's tough, too, is, I mean, who's there at 53? Like, that's, I like Tommy. I like Tuli. I like all them. But if I don't know, DeWand or you name it, uh, Dalton Kincaid, Cansey, uh, Jalen Hyatt, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Tipman, Mozzie Smith, like what Bergeron, if those guys are there at 53, am I, am I just going to say, screw those guys? I'm going with Tommy or Thule, or I, I don't know if I would, that makes it a little tougher. So let's, let's, let, let, let's, let's play the, the devil's advocate. Then, and we go, we go with, with what my boy AC was saying before we really have to get on the time crunch here. Say we trade back with the Steelers. We get the 33rd pick, move back to 17. Uh, we'll, we'll just stick with the 33rd pick. Your first pick we go with Anton so you got your right tackle 
I would love it. Whatever the case may be. I'd be so excited. 33. You're you're sitting on her on the board. You got the you got the kid uh from fucking the Northwestern on the board. You got Tommy, yeah. all of these names that you that you like. At 33, who is your ideal pick? At 33, and we've already taken a tackle. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm looking at what D end options do I have and what center options do I have? Okay. Because so and corner's not bad too. Like Tyreek Stevenson, Julius Brents, one mm-hmm. of those guys wouldn't be bad. But to me, I can't help but look at it and go, I've already got my tackle. If like J like let's say JMS was there at 33. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he's a yeah. great player. I told people I've told people got into straight arguments in person with folks. Like, bro, I'm listen, JMS is gonna go, I believe, probably in the top 40. Everybody keeps saying, oh, he'll fall to the Bears. No, the fuck he's not. He's not falling <laughs> to fucking 53. He's not falling past 40, bro. Like I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another one. And like people would go nuts. But you know, you hear these people talk about JSN or adding wide receiver talent. And I've always said, like, to me, that doesn't make a lot of sense because I'm already four deep. I've got yeah. Moore, I've got Mooney, I've got Claypool, and I've got Bayless, and I've even got ESB. If I bring another one in. Am I bumping my 71st overall pick last year in Vailus? Or am I t- saying, Claypool, you got to step out? And I don't see that. But here's a great one is I'm not telling you to not add more weaponry for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Just get creative about how you add it. And so to me, like Darnell Washington is a freak. Not yet. If you were telling me that he was there at 33, you're getting a tight end that's cheaper than a wide receiver. He's more versatile. He is honestly a pretty solid blocker for his size. Um, and he's athletic, and he's tall, and he's freaky, and he's much different than Cole Komet, that's a way to weaponize your offensive weaponry for Justin Fields and not cannibalize your wide receiver room, and you're not super overpaying. Like, that's an interesting player to me that complements to Cole Komet and Robert Tanya. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I mean, just to be very clear here, like Jeremy Foyer is saying, you thought you wanted Tipman. Yes, I do. I value Tipman more than JMS. That doesn't mean that JMS is a bad player. But, again, this is just to be very clear, too, like, what the Bears should and would do does not reflect or match what I should or would do. Exactly. I don't think they're going to take Lucas Van Ness at nine. I would take Lucas Van Ness at nine. I don't think that they would take Peter Skaronsky at nine. I would take Peter Skaronsky at nine. They would take Paris Johnson probably at nine. I wouldn't take Paris yeah. Johnson at nine. That's the difference. Do you, do you like Skaronsky as a tackle or as a guard more? No, I like him as a guard, but I also think that and I love Tevin. I want to be very clear here. I do. I was I was happier about the Tevin pick than the Fields pick, and I know I'm one of one there. But to me, I as much as I love him, he's not showing me he can stay healthy. So, and they're not going to play Tevin at tackle, even though that's what again what I wish they would do. Take Skaronsky, mm-hmm. put him at left guard, put Tevin at right tackle. Yeah. They're not going to do it. They 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 refuse to put him at tackle. So fine, put Skaronsky at right tackle, and when Tevin inevitably gets hurt, because he always does. That's when Skaronsky can move inside and be your left guard. Yeah. That's how I play that. Well, I'm gonna. We got about 15 minutes left here, so I'm gonna unpause this and and we'll finish this show out. And uh, I think it's been a good, fun show. Yeah. Jeffrey is uh, not a fan of Skaronsky, uh, which Jeffrey, I would welcome you just because I, I always find it interesting. Go ahead and tell me why you don't like Peter Skaronsky. And I'm sure I know the answer, uh, but I'd just love to hear it. Yeah, which is, you know, uh, KB, and it's funny because that thing about Skaronsky that everybody talks, Greg Gabriel's favorite thing in, in all the prospects is arm length. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've mm-hmm. always, I, I will continue to say it, and like, look no further than Duke Manyweather, who, uh, yes, he, 
Peter Skronsky is Duke Manyweather's client, but Manyweather knows offensive linemen better than most, and he'll be the first to tell you arm length absolutely matters. But you can mitigate the arm length argument if your footwork, your hand placement, all of that stuff helps mitigate and substitutes and complements for it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And I mean, Jeff, Jeff, here he's saying Skaronsky looks weak on film. And I mean, I guess it's every, you know, game is subjective. We all see it differently. I would, I would then want to ask what game film were you watching or you thought he looked weak? Uh, you know, but it's again, it's okay. We can see prospects differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm running out of time here, fellas. So uh, just uh, we'll go around the room, give shout outs, and, and 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 close this thing out. KB, I'll start with you, and then go Jordan, and then I'll finish this out. Oh man, uh, to start, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Uh, appreciate y'all getting on this thing, and 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 you know, what I'm saying doing what y'all was doing while your boy was trying to get us up to get around. <laughs> so it was a little tough this morning, but you know, what I'm saying I had to get on here with you boys. Uh, I also let y'all know, man. I talked to my cousin, man. Uh, he told me he'll let me know when he gets some time, man. So maybe we can get him back on the show. Uh, I've already been talk- looking for a jersey, man. They don't have his jersey on the uh, fanatics yet, unless you're saying the 97, bro. I don't care if I got to customize this shit. It's, it's a, gonna happen. Shows a clean ass <laughs> number. Hey, hey I'm, I'm, I'm with it. So, uh, shout out to the fans, man. It's, look, we started a little later. It was for everybody's sake. You know, we appreciate all y'all getting in. I don't care if it's one person or is it, it's a thousand people. I don't give a fuck, man. Y'all get in here and y'all tune in. Y'all listen to us talk about football, man. Like none of us getting paid for it. We just we just enjoy speaking football and, and talking football. So we appreciate the hell out of y'all, man. Uh, shout out to everybody in the barroom doing their thing still. You know what I'm saying? You got you got all these draft shows going on. You got the, the, the various souls with everybody, man. You got all the open mic nights going on, but it's a, it's a lot of shows going on, a lot of content, man. So y'all, like I said before, man, y'all stick with us, man. We talking about everything, man. Hell, we, we might talk about the dog that was taking the shit across the street. You never know. <laughs> it could be a show. And I, I guarantee you some people on here that can make it an hour long. I'm just saying. <laughs> so uh, shout out to y'all boys, man. Love both of y'all, man. Uh, shout out to my, our boy, uh, Chris, man. He, he was, he was having a little bit of a tough time. Uh, so, you know, we, he had to bow out. We all praying for you, man. Hoping that you you pull through your tough time at the moment. Uh, other than that, man, that's it, man. I love y'all, boys, man. All right, go ahead, go ahead, Jordan, and uh, hit a shout outs and and all that stuff. Of course, obviously, prayers and and shout outs go to Chris Watts uh, across the pond. Chris, we love you. Hope you're okay, and uh, reach out. Of course, if you need anything, we're here to support. Um, KB, you keep saving lives, kissing babies, shaking hands. <laughs> it, <bro. laughs> I'm you know, tired. No, I know, but our first responders matter, and you are uh, a, should be a hero in the eyes of many. So we appreciate you being here, even as tired as you are. Um, can't help but look at my man to my left, I guess, on, on the screen, which is AC. Um, yeah, with the, the beautiful beard and always coming out with that southern <laughs> that southern twang and you know, leading us in about his Kentucky Wildcats and just oh, yeah. always being the host with the most. So I appreciate it. Um, of course, Aldo always, Aldo always putting up a great, great platform, great opportunity for um, so many talented and well, well thought out individuals to express their and convey their feelings and opinions. And bears, hockey, movies, TV shows, you name it. There's seldom a place where you can get as a, such a wide variety of, of content. And as they say, you know, variety is the spice of life. So um, we appreciate it. We appreciate having you all, Swift, Eric, Jeffrey, Jeremy, Matt, uh, Renewable, anybody else, as Matt Foster who was here, anybody else. Uh, thank you so much for joining. I hope that this was enlightening, enriching. 
um, to draft knowledge and ways to think about navigating the board for the Chicago Bears. And uh, feel free to interact in the comments. I know I'll be present to answer any questions if you have any, and uh, look forward to talking to you all soon. Thank you, everybody. Bear down. Definitely. Hard to hard to follow that up, but definitely, first and foremost, shout out to you boys for coming on here with me. Uh, if I'd have been on here trying to do it by myself, there would have been a whole bunch of dead air. So definitely thank you for uh, <laughs> giving me insight on some of these players. Hopefully some of our barflies learned a thing or two about a couple of guys today. Uh, we will be back next week to give our official first round um, preview, I guess you could say. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about some more of these prospects that we're going to look at at nine and uh, or if we trade back those kind of things. Um, we kind of did it today, but I mean, maybe it'll be uh, putting out the same type of information, but I feel like it's important for Bears fans to know what kind of guys we're looking at coming into the draft, who we like, who we don't like, who we think's overrated, underrated, or correctly rated, etc. cetera. Uh, definitely shout out to everyone in the chat. Swifty's been here all day. Renewable's been here all day. I saw the Heart Foundation in here early. That's a newer guy that that popped in on one of our shows, and I noticed him. And uh, definitely shout out to him for coming in here. Jeremy Forer has been on here. Um, everybody in the chat, if y'all could hit the like, we appreciate it. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, just like Jordan said, you can get everything here at the barroom: basketball, baseball, football talk, uh, movies, all that, all those types of things. Um, definitely. Uh, a, a great, I love being part of the barroom just because of that. You know, I, I like, I'm wearing my barroom, old school barroom shirt today. I, I went with a throwback. Um, definitely appreciate y'all coming on here with us. Um, stay tuned, hit that little bell. Um, and uh, I joined the Patreon, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash barroom draft, I believe, and they have been blowing me up with some prospects. Yeah. So, uh, Danny Shimon doing great work, Greg Gabriel doing great work, and Aldo doing the write ups. It's uh, quality stuff. Absolutely. There's a, there's a ton of information on draft prospects, not just the first round, but we're talking late round sleepers that they go through on there and say, why this guy's good, why he fit. And, and the, the good thing about them is they, uh, put it out as how they fit for the Bears, not just like, you know, I mean, Jordan, I love what you do, but you, like, as no, you no, said, you know, you're, your rankings are for the entire NFL, not just specifically Bears related. So if Absolutely. you're a Bears fan, I would behoove you to uh, go to the Patreon and and uh, and give those guys your a little bit of a little bit of money out of your pocket. I think it's like ten dollars a month, and you get all of those. You'll be you'll be definitely prepared for the NFL draft, which is for some of us draft nerds, it's like Christmas morning. Uh, so that's, that's, uh, definitely something fun that we do here at the ballroom. Um, I hadn't heard what was going on with Chris. I just assumed he was still asleep at this time. I didn't know what time it was over there. Uh, but if he does have something going on, then definitely shout out to him and prayers up to him. Um, hopefully he'll be able to join us next week. Uh, and, and cause you know, he's, he's kind of like me, you know, he, he, he doesn't know a ton about a lot of these players. All I see around here is the SEC. So when Jordan can tell me about PAC 12 guys or, or, and, and KB's got the big 10, you know, in, in his footprint, you know, so um, learning about some of these other players and prospects is, 
it's always fun to me for sure. And uh, I guess we'll just leave everybody with a, um, if I can find my closing here, and we'll just leave everybody <laughs> with a bear down. Bear down, everybody. Bear down, baby. Have a great week.